we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what. You bugging ass Jeff, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. <laughs> Get out of bed for eating crackers. How about four beans, Mr. Taggart? I'd say you've had enough. Um, Hello? Yeah, I'm here. <clears throat> You're coming up on my, um... Huey Boom. Oh, I'm the mini boom. Yeah, no, I just turned it off so right now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you in the background, putting your chicken in your soup. Yeah. Beautiful. I thought you were going to a fire fire pit party this, tonight. Why are you Why are you cooking soup? Oh, because there's nothing to eat. What? So I know, I know. Crazy, crazy town. <coughs> so I thought I need a pot of soup to um. There's something in the bloody fridge. <laughs> yeah. uh. I'm sick of, um, you know, it's just it. Oh, Don't tell me it. Don't tell me it. Oh. All right, now I'm sitting in front of the computer. Can you hear me? You sound crystal clear, Sal. Oh, excellent. It's like you. If you were eating crackers, you'd be like you were in the room. <laughs> oh, I could so get some crackers. <laughs> I've just had a bit of a, a nice little piece of lasagna, actually. Oh, did you? Mm. Delish. That bloody shepherd's pie looked... Mm. Well, I figured that's <clears throat> that's why you wanted to podcast, just to talk about that shepherd's pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to talk about shepherd's pie. <laughs> And it was the well, I, I described it to some like classic shepherd's pie, right? Like proper shepherd's pie is supposed to be your leftover roast lamb chopped up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I had a person say to me, "What sort of mince do you use in shepherd's pie?" And I'm like, "Mince? What are you talking about? Shepherd's pie is left leftover roast." Yeah, it's so much better leftover roast. But my mum used to use mince sometimes, but it's not the same, is it? Mm. I've been teaching or sort of showing San a little bits of cooking, so I explained a, a roux and how to do all that last night with the pie. So that was interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, I got – I did um, – where, Now, where's she from? Um, she's from Italy, but family is Moroccan-based, so oh, – But she, she loves – She should be able to cook, surely. Well, she she likes more the classic Italian stuff than the Moroccan stuff. She likes, like, it, it's a strict rule, pizza once a week. Must have pizza once a week. Where about Italy is she from? Northern Italy. Ah, oh, right. That's why she won't be into the Moroccan stuff, probably. Mm. So, um, yeah. 
so yeah, but that that shepherd's pie was glorious to say. It 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 ate as well as it looked, which is not always oh, the case. <laughs> so what's been happening, Sal? <laughs> I just lost you there for a sec. What's been happening? Oh, you know, shit, lots, you, lots, but nothing. You know what life's like? Have you been? Have you still? Are you still doing the food truck? Yeah, a little bit. So the dude that had the, I think I told you this, didn't I? The food that had the dude. The, the food the, that had the dude. The dude that had the food. The food, dude that had the food truck. He never wanted to use the food truck until I started using the food truck and nah. he wanted to use the food truck. Yeah, right. So then I kind of thought, well, no, nah, let's not go there. So now I've found a little funky little caravan that I can hire and... I'm just going to get my brother to make me one, I think. Yeah. Well, then you get to do what you like, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be and, you know, there's lots of them around here. Like, you know, food trucks are big everywhere, aren't they? Let's face it. Well, look, the beauty of them is, is if there's an event, you know, like a markets or even like, I know Logan City Council do it a lot where if there's an event, they just get the food trucks trucks to rock up at the event. Um, yeah. You know, so then you don't have to have like a permanent, um, you know, permanent kitchen stationed at wherever you're holding your events. You just go, hey, you six food trucks, just rock up and make some money. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no, it's good. What's happening with you? How's that oven going? That looks amazing. Oh. Do you just think you've just died and gone to have bloody oven nirvana? What? It, the first week was just. <laughs> I, I can't remember what it was. I, I cooked something. I cooked something, and it was like normally this would be a real hassle because I've only got two working burners, and I can run like four burners at the same time, and you know just have everything on the go at the same time, and not have to juggle and plan and go. Okay, we'll have to do this, and then I have to do this. It was just amazing, and it's so much like the the footprint, like the the space on top is just so much better. Um. Yeah. The, ov- the oven took a little bit what a little bit getting used to though because it is like the temperature on the dial is actually the temperature. So Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa put a cake in and put it in like she would normally do it in the old electric oven and ca- came back after 40 minutes and it wasn't cooked. No, it wasn't cooked. <gasps> oh, that's funny. So she's like, oh, I'm going to have to like unadjust for for everything that I cook yeah. now. Yeah. But it's good. It's good oh, enough that oh you know, if we did, if we redid the kitchen, I wouldn't buy another oven. I'd just use that one. It's it's that good. So yeah, no, yeah, not, that's not, great. Not and have you got your new kitchen at work? No, that's not till that's not till June next year. Oh right. Yeah, that's food food strategy. Are doing that one? Oh, are they? Mm. Oh gosh, going all food strategy on us. Okay. Uh, I think they're just up against it in terms of trying, like, because they've got a timeline, they've got to get stuff done. So um, they don't have time to do everything themselves. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. But yeah, that'll be pretty crazy. Full, full combi oven and, and induction stove top oh. in the work kitchen. So, God, you won't know yourself cooking lunch. Yeah. Well, it's gone back to me doing. <laughs> 
Friday lunches every week. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to being able to do some, you know, like like four legs of lamb for lunch and stuff like that. So what leg each? <laughs> they have like forty two staff there on a Friday now. What? Hmm. Jesus, go out. So yeah, doing lunch is not 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 an easy thing anymore. Doing red uh, red coconut curry for lunch on Friday though. Oh, nice! Because I was doing some trials the other day, and everyone kept walking into the little kitchen I've got at work, going, "What are you cooking? What are you cooking? What are you cooking?" Because mm. it was wafting out through the building. So, what do you mean? So, what were you trialing? Like, oh, so we've got a. Curry paste, or you sell a mix? No, we've got like a dry, um, like a dry coating for meat that's Thai lemongrass and coconut, which is really nice and has a real lemongrass coconut sort of aroma when it hits the pan. But it doesn't have much bite to it. Like there's yeah, not there's right. not much curryness to it. So yeah, um, curryness. Well, like everyone, even though it's a Brisbane winter, which you know is you know like a Victorian summer, um, yeah, <laughs> everyone's everyone's hassling me about <laughs> slow cooker stuff at the moment. Yeah. So I just mixed up, um, I mixed the meat in with all the, the the glaze, and then I mixed up red curry paste and coconut milk and a bit of water, and then mixed that all in together and cooked it for four hours and it just came the balance was just really nice came out really nice but it's one of those ah. one of those ones where as soon as you start cooking it it just sort of pervades everywhere and everyone can smell it and it, you know people just start wandering mm. in thinking that there's going to be free samples that's what you want though mm. well you want in the shop yeah people buy yeah ah uh, yeah. uh. Is this your second winter or third winter? Yes. No, it's only my second winter mm. and it's totally different to the first winter because last winter was fucked. Like it was Didn't so... you have floods and stuff last winter? Oh, it was cold and wet and it was just bloody hideous. Anyway, this winter is just beautiful. This is the winter that I used to miss. Like the skies are bright blue and it's just crisp. Yeah. Yep. It's really nice. It's a pretty cold night. It's one of those, you know. Nice, crisp days. Trees are bare. Yeah, it's really lovely. It's like, you know, one of the beautiful seasons. So that's good. If it stays like that, I'll be happy. But look, who knows, Biso, who knows? I've got to, I've decided I'm going again. I'm going again. Going to do Splendour in the Grass. Oh, nice. In box. They, I know I said I'd never do it again. Because do they still do two or is it just just Byron now? Because weren't they doing two for a little bit? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. I don't know, where was the other one? I thought it was at the Falls. I thought it was at the Falls Victorian um, venue. Yeah, because I think they the same people owned it, didn't they? Yeah. They um. Anyway, I'm just doing Byron and I'm treating it like I'm going to have, you know, like a bit of time up there before and a bit of time after. So it's like, oh, I feel like it's like a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> ah, but, crazy. Um, yes. Yeah, so that'll be good. 
Oh, yeah. Hopefully it's by that stage here and I can, you know, get out. Yep. So what's what's the um, – do you have, like, winter, like, veg during winter? Is that all Brussels sprouts and broccoli and all the, all, all the yeah, brassicas? brassicas? Yeah, brassicas. Brassicas. Broad beans. Lots broad of broad beans. beans around. Yeah. Um, lots of, like – is it snow peas? Yes, yeah. snow peas. Um, it's, I mean, look, our, I posted this thing the other day. We've got this local greengrocer here, and she grows all her own vegetables, right? And so every day you go in there. Like she has ten different types of potatoes. Ten. <laughs> I mean, it's so amazing in this little, you know, tiny little town <laughs> that our grocer, she just grows everything. So she has beautiful like at the moment, there's heaps of um, persimmons around, so I've been doing heaps of persimmon cakes, and there's heaps of um, you know, grapefruit and sweet potatoes and all that stuff. I don't know, it's delicious. So yeah. I just pop in there every night. Like you can buy like two, and I love it because you can pick up like two stems of silver beet or something. You don't have to go and buy a whole bunch. Yeah. Awesome. It's like uh like a an actual fresh food sort of takeaway shop. <laughs> just yeah, pick up just pick yeah. up enough for dinner. Just pick up what you need and then you leave. There you go. The dog's gonna turn it on for you again. Uh-huh. Just Reco- in case you were missing that. Snags rec- <laughs> recognizes my voice. <laughs> hmm. thought, bloody bugger that. I saw something in the other day that I forgot to send you, which was a um it was like a dog bed that was like a hot dog bun. <laughs> So, so when the when the sausage dog laid in the hot dog bed, it looked like a hot dog. I'm like the hot dog. I'm like the hot dog in the hot dog bun at the moment. It's so funny because it's so cold, and they have their beds right, but you know, because we're being a bit slack, they jump up, and there's one oh, on. Yeah. And there's one on either side of me. I just thought this is ridiculous. I've got to get some discipline back in this house. <laughs> it sounds it sounds a lot like my kid cell. <laughs> Oh dear! It's anyway, quite funny actually. Two of the kids like they'll wake up and be upset and you know yell out for for mum, and the other yeah. one's like a stealth bomber. He just, he just gets up if he's upset, even if he's upset, he just gets up, comes in, slowly opens the door, runs <laughs> in, sneaks into the bed, does it, gets under the covers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, very funny. God, getting big piece, though. They're going to have mm. bloody farm hands in a minute, aren't you? Mm, won't be long and I'll be able to um, make them chop wood. I made them unload the, un- unload the truck full of firewood the other day, just threw it out the back and made them stack it up. 50, 50, oh, c- 50 cents each for a, um, for, a tr- for a truckload oh. of firewood. That's about fair, isn't it? Oh, that's perfect. Gosh, I know. That's like my thing. They come, I bought, like, Four loads of firewood the other week. That's all well and good being organised, but mm. there's only one lot that unstack. The others dump it. Yep. So, oh. oh At least you Jesus. don't have to cut it with a chainsaw and chop it up with an axe, I guess. Well, that's right. Probably best if I could, but I don't own a chainsaw or an axe. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your – is your house like um, – like cold, cold, cold proof? Does it does it leak heat or does it 
once you get the fire going, it's pretty good. Oh, well, once I get the fire cranked up, because I have all sausages under all the doors and stuff, it's kind of a little bit like the tropics, you know, like I do wander around in a T-shirt. Yeah. But it loses heat really quickly as well. So up in the morning and it's still warm, like if it was a brick house. So I don't think it's insulated that well. Do you want to have a hot breakfast every know. day? It's really. Do, do you, hey, do do you I want have a hot breakfast? Yeah, I'd want to. If it was cold like that, I'd want to have hot breakfast every day. I'd want like bacon and <laughs> eggs and sausages and porridge and. I eat porridge every day. Eat no, porridge every day. There's no way I'd be I having cold cornflakes with with banana. No, no, you're not eating cold cornflakes. But that's what's so cool about it, because all of a sudden you get into it, and then you get sick of it, and then it's over, and then oh, it's. Yeah. Spring. And then it's over, and then it's summer, and then it's really hot. But when it's hot, it's really bloody hot. And then it's over. <laughs> and then it's you go back cool. to being cold again. No. <laughs> yeah. And it, so, you know, you just never get sick of it. You know, I mean, you Queensland, it's all the same. It's always yeah. 28 or 18, you know. Well, it's that classic, I think it does the rounds every year, which is, you know, London on a 20-degree day and everyone takes their shirt off and runs around outside and Brisbane on a 20-degree day and, yeah, it's jumpers and tracky dacks and lighting fires. And I know. It's funny because one of my friends from here went up there. She's going, oh, I've got to get out of here. It's so cold. I'm going to go I'm going to go to Queensland. And I went, oh, good luck. Like, it's cold. Like, it's tough. And she's packing all her summer frocks and I said, don't be a dickhead. In a jumper, your boots, your jeans. Oh no, darling! I'm just going to wear my dresses. Oh, you'll be cold. You'll be cold. You do get those days. Yeah. We had yeah, one day. We went down to the went and ran around the Gold Coast, and yeah, it was like I was like I went for a run in a t-shirt, a uh, singlet, and a pair of shorts. It was it was pretty warm yeah. in the middle of the day, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool at night. Have you- but, you know, come on, let's face it. Still, 20 in summer is different to 20 in winter. Mm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> We've just had, like, three days of, of rain here, you know, like real sort of proper winter rain where it just sort of, you know, drizzles and then you get a little shower and then it drizzles again and very windy and, yeah, not, not, yeah, even, not even a pro- proper storm. Yeah, I'll... Oh, God. Sana can't understand. She's like, why do you like the rain so much? I was like, it's it's relaxing, you, you know. You, it, it, makes, it makes me feel all melancholy. And, and she's like, uh, I just want sun. She just wants blue sky all the, all the all time. The time. Oh, well, you get it nice to the time up there. Let's keep it props. What, what else been going on? What else been cooking? Where have you been going? You been? Going out? Have no, any dinners out? Not really. Not many dinners out. Actually, I had a very nice lunch up at. Um, <laughs> it's a bit funny, but like I've been really, I'd really like to be able to go out with the kids, but I'm one of those people that can't go out if their kids are going to be particularly ready. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't enjoy it. Like I want them to, you know, behave and realize that we're not at home and and yeah. um you know, just tone it down a bit. I'm not expecting them to be perfect, but um, uh, Curtis went out with Vanessa to buy some Lego with his pocket money on Sunday. So I took the, um, 
it was raining, so I took the boys up to where Sana works at a little winery up at Tambourine. Yeah. And we were just going to go down to the brewery and get a bowl of chips and let them run around. Um, yeah. But it, but it wasn't open, so we went down to, to her work. And I'm, I was like, oh, uh, I don't know about this. It's, you know, And it's a real sort of like it's a little winery with sort of, I don't know, 20 tables. Like it's quite intimate. There's not really space to spread out or anything. But they, yeah. they just sat there and had a chat oh. to me over lunch and – didn't jump up off their seats and didn't scream or didn't yell or didn't tip water over everything and ate all their lunch, said said thank you to, to the lady who was serving us. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm fully impressed. It's starting to rub off a little bit. But um, I had, a, had an amazing – I've got to find out how they do it. It was like a oh, – they called it a lamb taco, but it was in like a – almost like a pita bread sort of um, uh, sort of, I don't know, pocket. But the lamb was just amazingly um, tender. And I think they must have sous vide it and then grilled it. Like it was just so soft. And then this beautiful garlicky yogurt sauce and lots of rocket and sort of bitter leaves. It was amazing. Yum, so, yum. That was a, a, a nice little lunch out. <laughs> mm. I had a lunch out today, actually. I took myself off to Mansfield. Yeah. Never heard of Mansfield. Yeah, what's at Have Mansfield? The name's familiar. Uh, a man from Snowy River. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. Um, it's at the base of Mount Buller. Mm. Anyway, I was over there and I there's this beautiful little produce store, so I thought oh, I'll take myself out for lunch. Had just shank and barley soup, yeah. But there was no barley in it, and there was no lamb shank. Oh. <laughs> what? I oh, know it was a bit weird, and uh, it was and still delicious, but it was just vegetables. <laughs> Shut up! And and they didn't explain that. No, I just think it's one of those. <laughs> you know, there was kind of a scrap of lamb shank in there, but anyway. There's a there's a very funny. Um, uh, we we watched this kids cartoon where they have uh, like a, a neighbouring king and queen visit, and the and the, the the woman that does all the cooking for the the local king and queen does like um like French cuisine, and it's like um it's vegetable soup soup steam. She cap- just captures the steam and serves the steam, <laughs> and, and this really snooty king and queen are like. Mm, amazing! This steam is amazing, so flavorful. And then at the end of it, they're like, "But is there anything else to eat? We're a bit hungry." Come <laughs> on, you go. They might be on the four and two, three, five and two. Have you ever been to? You've been to Hobart, yeah? No, I'm dying to go. Oh. I have one. I'm not really. I really want to go. There's a bakery there called Jackman, Jackman and McGross, and they do a oh. lamb shank. They slow cook this lamb. Sh- they slow cook their lamb shanks, and then um, yeah. sort of cut the shank up the bo- like the bottom so that it's just the shank and the bottom. So you've got something to hold, yeah. and then wrap yeah. it wrap it in puff pastry like an ice cream cone, 
and the, no. and it sort of goes up around over the top of the lamb shank. So there's like a little bit of space in the top, and then they put a homemade tomato relish on top of it, mm. and you eat it like an ice cream. Oh my mouth's watering! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's it's the sort of place. You, you, if you go to Hobart, like save space oh. for breakfast and you have breakfast there every day and you could have something different every day and you would still think, I really need to come back and have breakfast here for another two weeks. It's just that good. Oh, what's it called? Jackman and McGross. Follow them on Facebook. Um, they post a heap of stuff on Facebook that, that just makes your mouth water. God. Jackman and McGross. McRoss, 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 oh McRoss, hey McRoss, right yo. Yeah, but Hobart's hey. awesome for food. It's no, it's, I need to go. I need to go. That's where I had the. But where does she live? I know we shouldn't be talking about this on air. We could won't say your address, Kira. Don't worry. No, she's in Which Hobart. She, she's just outside of Hobart, Hobart? isn't she? Oh, I don't know. Sure. We should stalk her while she's there. Mm. You should. You should be able to get a, a decent wine. <laughs> you think so? The other. I told you I've started wine tours. Yeah, I saw that. I've, I've, um, I've shared and retweeted that a bit. I think. Oh, thanks. Not, not that, I, not that I don't know that many of my followers in rural Victoria, but anyway. <laughs> So what do you do on the? Do you do do you do the wine tour or do you do food with the wine tour? Do well, I do the food and I would do it with this dude that does the wine. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's cool. So everywhere they go, so if you rock up to a winery, I've already whipped out you know a dish. Like the first one you rock up to and I have, you know, mac and cheese in the fire and so they have that and some wine and then I quickly skedaddle off to the next winery and set up the next thing. And so when they get there, they've got, you know, oh, last time I did Wagyu beef in, you know, Asian coconut milk and stuff. And so they had that nice set up in the middle of the barrel room on top of some barrels. And then I quickly went to the next one and I set up in the machinery shed and, cooked some calzones in his pizza oven and so just do weird shit like that. But that's a great idea for um, winery tours though because if you're, you know, sipping three glasses of wine by the time you go through nine wines at each winery, you're gonna yeah. get, you know, you're going to get pretty smashed pretty quickly without a bit of food inside you. Yeah, and the, you can't get into our – like you actually can't get into our wineries around here. It's really they don't all have cellar doors. Oh. So yeah, so it's a bit kind of um, you know you can make an appointment and go out. Yep. But it's the same, you know. You feel, and it's kind of why we started it because the guy I do it with, he works in one of the local restaurants, and you know I was at the Providence doing breakfast, and he'd say, "What are you going to do today?" And they're like, "Oh, we'd love to go to a winery, but." And I go, oh, that's cool. I'll call. You know, you can go out. You can make an appointment. And they'll be like, oh, no, don't worry. Yeah. You know, they got all intimidated. But then the winery misses out on the on the people drinking yeah. their wines. Yeah. Well, a lot of them don't have any wine even to sell. So it's kind of weird. They all sell pretty much because it's, they've kept themselves quite exclusive. They sell everything. Yeah, right. Just about. 
that was like when we went to um uh, what's the the gin the spirits place up in uh Atherton? <sighs> oh the castle yeah Is i can't that the castle I has can't, those 500 types of Oh, they make, they, they make that gin and it's got like a whole heap of Australian native botanicals in it instead of, and it's amazing. It's just the most amazing gin. And I'm like, oh, that's, you know, we'll, we'll buy a bottle. And they're like, yeah, we're sold out until like a year, <laughs> a year and a half away from now. Like everything that they, they had that was either made or was going to be made for the next 18 months was already committed. You know, essentially, people had already bought it up. Um, and they just kept the, kept the gin thing. Like the gin thing's gone mental, hasn't it? Like everyone is making gin. Like around here, everyone's distilling gin. Well, it's I guess, huge. I guess it's a good, unlike whiskey, you don't have to wait, you know, 12 years to see whether you're doing any good at it. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I, would, I would, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I would love to make whiskey. I'm almost 40 now, and if I wait 12 years and then discover I'm not doing it right, then, I, then I'll be in my early 50s. So, Can't you check on the way through? I guess so. I guess it would be like wine. You can taste it in a year and have an idea whether you're doing the right things. But, mm. yeah, that would be, yeah, wow. be very cool to make my own whiskey. I love whiskey. Oh. Yeah, I hate whiskey. Although I've just found this cinnamon whiskey. Oh. Well, yeah. I won a um, – I made a bet with, with Sana about who could do a 20-kilometre run quicker and won that and got a, a nice bottle of real smoky, dark, smoky whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth – Made it pay up. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I paid pretty hard. Bet, my, my body was not my body was not ready to run twenty k. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, uh, yeah. oh, that's good. Good. So, is all the winery stuff? Is that all tourists, not locals? No, it's a lot of both. Like, I mean, there's lots of um, local tourists really yeah, around okay. here as well. So. You know, there's a we're kind of close to a place called Aubrey Wodonga. Yeah. Um, and so lots of people come from there. Yeah, there's lots of, you know, they come from everywhere and locals. Like we took some locals on the trip and did the tour with them just to kind of have a bit of a practice run. And half of them had never been to the wineries either. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of both, a bit of both. I think. It's funny though. I did my little um, I did a little event. Someone's studying like tourism around here, but I did this little event where I, you know, did a wandering feast around town, and like ninety percent of them came from out of town. So that's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like no one. Yeah, the locals don't really get you know, into it. Yeah. Is is there like a tourist, like a rural tourist trail out of Melbourne up up your way? Like, is there different little centres where everyone goes? Like where's where's yeah? So there's areas. Where's Bray? That's the other big sort of right. So that's north of like so that's further that's further down south. Sorry, of Melbourne. That's yeah. down near Geelong. Oh, okay. Like, so it's the, it's the Geelong, other way. That way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. Oh, for goodness sake! Stop it, you two. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, dear. Just like old times. Just like old times, isn't it? <laughs> I can smell my soup, and I'm kind of wondering whether I put in green Thai curry paste instead of um, stock. <laughs> I've made this. I made this veggie stock out of all my, my veggies in my uh, fridge, and, paste, and I thought I'd put the veggie stock in my soup, but kind of smells like curry. Yeah, I've been <laughs> so I'm u- thinking maybe making green Thai curry soup. I've been using little bits of red and green curry paste in, like, um, sauces for steak, like just a little bit to – Yum. And it doesn't really taste of the curry. Like, it doesn't taste like a red curry um, uh, sauce. It just – I don't know. It just gives it a, a little bit of – Extra kick. depth, yeah, extra kick, extra depth, almost like I don't know. I should try using hot English mustard and see whether that does the same thing. Yeah, it would umami. Mm. Yum. Yep, there you go. That's the yeah. technical word for it. <laughs> just, a, just that bit of, just that bit of edge. <laughs> I know. I've been a bit obsessed lately with um echo sauce. I think because I've got this whopping great jar of it. In the cupboard, so I've been putting it in everything. So, so sorry, what is it? Exo sauce. So that's the sauce that's kind of um, started with oh, shrimp and shrimp and ham, kind of. So it's kind of this. Like, I don't know. It's, it just gives a bit more of a kick. Like, doesn't yeah. you know? It's one of those you can add in, and it just gives that nice seafoody, meaty. Oh, stop it! So, so do you just add that to like a sauce or a soup or a? Yes. And it just gives so, it a, a bit of depth of flavour, sort of thing. Yeah. So, like the other day, I made this beef pie, and I just chucked a whole lot of gravy uh, beef, um, whole lot of gravy beef in the pressure cooker. So, in ending that, I just threw in like a whole lot of shit. When I say shit, I mean a bit of stock, a bit of um, Japanese kind of sauce. And some of this exo sauce. Anyway, and I just cooked it up. Oh, shit, it was good. I mean, I could never make You'd never replicate it, you don't reckon? I don't know what to put in it. But yeah. I really... Well, I don't know. Yeah, no. That's, really. that's what I call That's what I call bezo cooking, where you go, oh, that's awesome now. I... What did I do to make that? Yeah, you kind of go, I hope you enjoyed that because you're never having it again. I remember nailing pizzas one night. It was just one night I just made the most glorious pizzas. And Vanessa (laughs) Vanessa even said to me afterwards, whatever you do, do that again. And I'm like, I've got no idea what I did. I just did the same thing I always do. (laughs) But but whether I just had the heat right or the the, the amount of sauce I put on, I have no idea. So, what's your what do you uh, do you eat pizza much? What's you your know, what's your favourite pizza topping? Well, not much. Mm. I really just like a bit of. I like potato. I like the whole potato and rosemary and olive oil for yeah. that white kind of pizza. And the other thing, I just like margarita. I really yeah. just like bocconcini, not very much tomato, and some basil and oil. Just that's about it, really. I don't really. Eat Although if I'm really drunk, I could I love a Hawaiian pizza, and I know that's wrong. 
I'm not meant to say that. Oh, that's all. That's pretty much all the boys eat. So <laughs> they love a Hawaiian pizza. But yeah, Vanessa's but, gone know. back to the to the margarita. Like, um, so do you just put tomatoes on it, or do you put the tomato paste on it as well? Oh, I put usually I just put a little bit of fresh whatever I've got hanging around, fresh yeah. tomato. Um, and when I say fresh tomato, usually I've got like a jar of sugo or something, and I'll put a tiny bit of that, and I'll just chop up some fresh tomato Tomatoes, as well, and yeah. and then I put the cheese on, and then I cook it really quickly, and then I probably drown it in too much olive oil and um, basil. Basil, yeah. Yeah, I've tried. Actually, that's something that I love I've, it. I've I'm trying to establish at the moment is a bit of a herb garden. So I've got like six thyme plants in and five or six basil plants in and some tarragon. I love tarragon. I, I, I really yeah. need to use it more. It's such a fantastic tasting herb. Um, and then I put a whole heap of rocket and um, uh, nasturtiums in for sort of winter salads because I love those too. Yeah, you've got to have herbs on hand well the I minute mean, it's so bloody cold here here i had some there and then one night there was a really bad frost lost and, everything yeah <sighs> yep anyway basil oh, no, i've actually i've actually managed to keep coriander alive for more than a week which is a must be a record oh, for me <laughs> i normally plant it it goes to seed and it dies every time <laughs> so what are you doing differently because it likes sandy soil and it uh, I've got it in sandy soil, but I've also got it underneath the tap. So it gets, like, every time I water, I give it a bit of watering. But you know the weird one I can't grow at the moment, which I never thought was possible, but I have killed the last five mint plants I've had. I can't grow mint. What the hell is wrong with me? I can't grow rosemary. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? It's like mint is just, mint is just supposed to spread bread and grow like a weed and it never ever dies and uh, i don't know maybe i've got some magical oil on my fingers that kills it or something but (laughs) i don't know i mustn't like it spot jeepers hey um have you had any good guests on lately do i need to um the the two the the last two ones with the beekeepers are pretty interesting so um yeah the first guy was he's the guy that's sort of mentoring me and helping me who lives uh just down the road at Canungra. yeah um so he came on and sort of talked about his like he's a third generation beekeeper but he sort of got out of it and became a teacher well was never in it and became a teacher and then um like one of the guys that was that knew his family was retiring and just said, here, have all my gear and sort of fell back into um, commer- like semi-commercial beekeeping again. Um, and he was really interesting. And then the other guy was, um, do you know Carmen from the beekeeper from Canberra? No. Um, she's been around on Twitter. Should she I? was like, she's been on Twitter for ages and uh, her son – and her and her son started the Canberra Urban Beekeeping where they used to put hives into people's backyards and to, to help with pollination uh-huh. and, and yeah. 
completely changed the sort of landscape of Canberra where there was a real lack of bees pollinating fruit trees and vegetables in Canberra. And then I think, I think he said they had a beehive every eight kilometres in Canberra. Wow. Um, and then they sell the honey at market and stuff like that. And he's just started a three-year tour um, going all over the world to work with and go to different bee sort of beekeeping places, going to the States, going to France. Oh, how cool is that? Going to – he's going to go and try the – there's a hallucinogenic honey in – oh, where was it? I can't remember. But if you look it up, if you just look up hallucinogenic honey, it grow like these these wild bees. Um, uh, they get into this fungus, and it's and it's got like a high hallucinogenic quality. And so you you take you take a teaspoon of this honey, and it and it basically gives you visions. So, um, awesome. Yeah. So he's. I'm, doing, I'm looking now. Hallucinogenic honey. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, he's doing like a a two or three year sort of study tour, and he's going to this big bee conference in Europe while he's over there and stuff like that. So yeah, to, for some just bizarre reason, I had two two beekeepers on in two weeks, but that like completely different sort of stories. But yeah, both pretty interesting. Yeah, fantastic. It's in Nepal. Nepal, yeah. I knew, I knew, I keep thinking it was South America, but I knew it wasn't South America. Called Mad Hunter, Mad Honey. Mm. This is of Nepal's hallucinogenic buzz. Oh wow! I can't have to read about that. Yeah. Oh gosh. So right. no, so but other, other than that, I haven't been haven't been doing many pods, so. Oh what? Been too too busy. I want to start one. I want to do wine with a wino. That's what I was talking to you about the other day. Mm. Well, I have a. But I don't. <sighs> We'll have a little have a little technical chat after the pod. Uh, oh dear! So if I I just listen to podcasts all the time now. I love it. Love yeah. it. I've yes. got this favourite one at the moment. Oh, sorry, that's someone wanting to know where I am at the five one. Why are you aren't at the five? I'm not yet. at the five. <laughs> yeah. Someone bought a new. Five. This what happens in the bush. Someone bought a new fire pit, so we're having a fire pit party. <laughs> got to christen it. <sighs> On a Wednesday night. I know. There's some friends of mine here. They've just bought uh, one of the pubs here. The publican packed up in the middle of the night and just disappeared out of town. What the hell? And uh, I know. I know. Someone saw him packing the grog into his car in the middle of the night and he just drove away with his wife and they were never to be seen again. And so the pub went up for sale and these friends of mine have just bought it. So they're the ones that are having their fire pit party tonight. (laughs) So what, just did did they lock the doors or did they just basically steal everything that wasn't nailed down and left? No, they locked the doors and they put a sign up saying we've gone. (laughs) They've been trying to... It was oh, a pretty, right. was a bit of dive of a business. I mean, you know, it was pretty shitty, mm. and it was it was funny because there's four pubs in this town before, and they're all quite different. And this was the pub that's at the end of my street, and it was mainly, I don't know, for all the tradies and stuff around town. Yeah, and the food was 
pretty basic. And um, he was a had football shit everywhere, and you know it was just one of those pubs, TAB. Yep. But the thing is, the the, the funny thing is with Australians now is, like, once upon a time it was like a point of pride that the tradie or the, the, you know, the labourer ate crap food. (laughs) You know, it was almost like, well, we don't want any fancy food because we're salt of the earth sort of people. But now everyone likes a decent feed, don't they? Like, and you can can eat some pretty good, you, you can eat some pretty good food for not, not very much money. So, you know, things like markets and stuff like that where you can go and eat interesting food for not much money and then all of a sudden we goes, well, I don't actually want, you know, a deep-fried sausage roll, thanks. I'd like something half-decent for my $16 or whatever, that, you know, that they want to charge, so. Yeah. Well, I used to have this cafe in Melbourne and I used to have all tradies, but they used to want, they're all into their bodies and bodybuilding and, so they really cared about what they ate and they, seriously, they used to spend so much money every day on food because they had shitloads of money and food to them was really important and um, they used to eat great food. You know, they're all bloody getting these beautiful big breakfasts of omelettes and yeah, egg beautiful white, steamed egg greens and stuff and, yeah, it was like bloody hell. I mean, if ever they took a day off, my takings were down by like bloody 800 bucks. I'd ring them up, going, where are you? How'd you work today? Mm. <laughs> Don't just go taking the day off without telling me. All right, so um, we'll let, better let you go to your to your fire party. What do you yeah, want to right, I'm going to my fire pit party. What do you want to plug? Uh, have you got any more wine tours coming up? Uh, I have one every month, first Saturday every month. If anyone's coming down to Beatworth, give me a buzz. And where do they Booking find that? School just... in spring. Just Taste Trekker on Facebook. Where's the best place to hit you up? Uh, just online. Nice. You can find the link on Taste Trekkers, but go there. Yeah. Anyway, right. but hey, good to chat. <laughs> good to chat. feel like I need to get back in the groove. Yeah. Well, it's pretty, you know, the Skype thing's not that hard. We should do it more often. I know. It's quite easy now that we've got it all sorted. Yeah. Got the got the setup. Just have to got sort that setup. sort sort those dogs out, and we'll be fine. It's just not the same, though, is it? Uh, oh, little bastard! See now, shut up. Now that we're gone. Yeah, that's up. right. That's that's time to time to have a sleep. All right, Sal. <laughs> All right, B. So good to chat. Speak to you later.